You're listening to The Author's Leverage, where it's all about your book and how to create a greater impact and a greater income with it. This podcast is for the author who knows there's more you can do with that book. Whether you're publishing your first one ever or you've written multiple bestsellers, the path to greatness begins by looking around and seeing that you are, at this moment, standing right in the middle of your own acre of diamonds. My friends, your book is a brand. I'm Parshel Tashi, creative entrepreneur and education design architect, and I'll be your guide diving into the minds of successful authors, renowned publishers, and industry experts to glean practical wisdom you can integrate into your book writing, launch, and marketing strategies today. You'll hear straight from the source how authors like you were able to publish their best work and build wildly profitable, successful businesses around it. Welcome aboard the Author's Leverage. Hey, this is Parsha with The Author's Leverage, and oh my goodness, you're in the right place. If you have either published a book already or you're in the process of publishing a book and you are smart about it right now, which most authors are doing that, are thinking ahead, thinking down the road of what is my book going to accomplish for me? And I'm really excited to have a guest who's going to sharing that conversation. She knows all things book marketing. I don't know where the conversation is going to go yet, but uh, I've just got a good feeling that it's just going to be so power packed and is really going to inspire you and uh, give you some thoughts as it relates to your book and what's still possible for it. So um, if you don't know me yet, we haven't been introduced. I'm Parshel Tashi with Authors Leverage, and we help turn books into online courses. Um, that's what we do. And we get to have a lot of fun with uh, not just learning, but um, you know, really being able to help share the message of authors in a different and uh, a better way that folks can experience it and take what they're learning into action. So it's really fun what we get to do. So I'm excited. Let me introduce our guest today and then bring her on. So I'm joined today by Stephanie Feger. She's the owner and chief strategist of the Empower PR Group. Is She's passionate about empowering nonfiction authors, writers, and entrepreneurs with laser-focused marketing strategies and tactics to help them write books that sell, promote their books to those who need and want them most, and build a meaningful business from a message that is empowering. Uh, as an author of two books herself, Stephanie merges her love for writing books and her skill set in marketing, marketing to help nonfiction authors make their author impact. She doesn't believe in movement without strategy and always keep strategy front and center. She has also seen how empowered people empower people. In fact, her business is built around it. You can learn more about this at empowerprgroup.com. Let me bring on Stephanie. Stephanie, welcome. Thank you for being here. Thank you for having me. Yes, yes. And for those that are hearing this, like um, as I'm reading her bio, it's M Power and Power has a capital P. Uh-huh. You want to know so, the story behind that? Yes. Like, let's talk about that. Let's talk. You know what? Nobody has asked me that. And I <laughs> am so excited to share it. So I used to, I come from a background in nonprofit marketing. So I worked for over a decade at a large national nonprofit and uh, myself and another amazing PR specialist became like partners in crime. Okay. And the two of us, like if you put myself and Marie on something, we got it done and not just got it done, but like we got it done and it was fantastic. Mm. People started calling us the power twins. Okay. 
And it was fun because um, we worked in a remote environment where I worked with her for quite some time before I ever met her. And that's really fun. Like we, I realize nowadays we live in a world where we work with a lot of people we never meet. And a lot of authors I work sure. with, I never get the chance to meet. So I know that that's like a commonality today, but it wasn't a commonality when I was working in this position. So long story short, we had always talked about starting a, like a PR agency. And she was the one with the entrepreneurial spirit. Mm -hmm. And she wanted to write a book. This is the weird part. She wanted to write a book and she wanted to have a business. And I was like, I'm totally comfortable right here. I'm just going to stay in my little job here. And I'm just tired and life's great. Uh, But we always like kind of had like this, um, these moments where we would talk about what would, what, what, like the future though, what, what could that look like? Um, we both actually were impacted by a corporate layoff and that company, they laid off like 600 people, I think during that time. And wow. right before they did, she's the, actually the reason I am doing everything that I do. She, we got wind, the company was struggling, um, with a couple of things and it was layoffs were kind of coming left and right. So we had a chat one day about, um, well, what would you be doing if you weren't doing this? And I couldn't answer that. I'm like, no, I don't know. I've given a decade of my life here. I don't know what I'm supposed to do on the other side. So we flipped the story and I said, well, what do you think I should do? If I'm not doing this, what do you think I should do? And she said, I think you should write a blog. And I remember laughing, thinking there's no money in blogging. What a funny story. Like, thank you. And I, and she had wanted to write a fiction novel. And um, anyways, I go, I leave work that day. I come home and the next day I show up and I call her and I said, challenge accepted. She's like, what? I'm like, I don't know if there's any money in blogging, but I started today. And she's like, really? I said, I'm not waiting until a corporate layoff finds us. Like I'm starting today. Um, It's because of her that I've ever evolved into what I'm doing because writing that blog was the impetus for people telling me when's the book coming out. And that pushed me down the path of, writing my first book, which pushed me down the path of meeting a book coach and a publisher who identified that the marketing and PR skills that I have, which were not at all connected to my book, my books around finding perspective in life. Uh, mm-hmm. My first book is they, my publisher and my book coach saw this, this odd synergy of someone who understands authors and understands how to market them. And that is what formed my business. So for many years, um, Marie went and got a job where we're doing fantastic things. And I now in this entrepreneurial spirit that wrote a book, not what I had expected, but I remember I was doing this work for many years without a name. And, um, which is proof anyone listening that sometimes we get hung up on the wrong things in a business or in our work. Mm -hmm. And you just do, just do you like it will come. And I'm going down the road one day. I'm like, gosh, it is time to create a name, like I need a name. And I went back to this power twin thing and it hit me, mm. oh my gosh, it's not about the power. It's what I get to do is empower. So the P in power is capital, almost like a reminder of, to me that like um, Marie kind of gave to me something. Like she, she's put into me this, um, this reminder that we all hold the power of anything we want to do, but empower is important because I believe that in the marketing, well, so in the marketing space and the publishing space, both of them can be a bit icky, right? Mm-hmm. Like there's, mm-hmm. there's, um, 
there's predatory elements of it, right? You don't know what you don't know and what yeah. do I do and what have you. And so I realized that that's both in the publishing, just industry as a general and authorship and then in marketing. And so when I formed Empower PR Group, it was through the lens of I want authors who know why we do what we do and get to choose how they navigate it. So whether our team is teaching someone who then will take it and run and be crazy successful, or like one of my um, favorite clients said to me once, thank you so much for empowering me, Stephanie. I don't want to do any of it. Can you do it? Sure. <laughs> we have the resources yeah. <laughs> to uh, support done with you and done for you. So that's why there's a capital P. Wow. No, wow. <laughs> there's like a whole now, it's just like a whole story around the P yeah. now when I see I it. And that, that's incredible because it's like essentially you just making that decision to step out and say, I'm going to just start this blog, right? And you start from there and it becomes just the start of now, which just continue to grow in that same vein. Like, that's incredible. It's like, uh, I call that, because um, I, I consider that for myself and what I'm doing here, it's like mm -hmm. all these elements come together and it's like your highest contribution. Yeah. What is my like yes. lane and my contribution is that. So that's Absolutely. really, really neat. I Absolutely. love that. And I've come, I mean, my book was written, um, in an inspired way, which I know not every author is. I mm -hmm. feel blessed to not have writer's block because I wait until it's time. Like I let something simmer and it tells me like the book, I wrote a book, not because I ever wanted to write one, but because there was one in me that needed to get out. Mm. And until, and I tried, no total truth. I tried to run from it many times. I'm like, get over it. Give somebody else this book. I don't want to do it. You know, it's a lot of work. And I couldn't like the moment that I couldn't run from it was the moment that I realized I had to embrace it and do it. Mm. Same thing from entrepreneur, being an entrepreneur. I didn't want to do that either. And <laughs> I tried to run from it. You know, my friend Marie wanted to do it and my husband wanted to do it. And how did I get to be the one doing it? But I ran enough and then it kept following. And that's when you realize mm. like it is your contribution because it won't leave you. Like yeah. you can't move forward until you do this. And in retrospect, I look back and realize that that was, that's truly how my whole life was, you know, losing mm. the, the job I thought I was going to retire from. I had to have that experience to shape me for what I'm doing today. And I, I look mm. back actually in, um, I was sharing with you earlier, I went on a retreat this past weekend and wrote 26,000 words of book number. Yeah. Four. Yeah. Yeah. And I, um, I write a little bit about how life has a plan and I actually capitalized life and like gave life a persona because it's true. Like life has bigger plans. And when you take a step back and reflect on what life has done and you can call that whatever you want, right? Like, you know, spirituality, mm -hmm. God, life, mm -hmm. It's all to me, call it anything, right? But there is a plan, a path. And in retrospect, you can see it in the moment you can't always. So I have come as somebody who has um, experienced some, some things. We all have things. And then going through the shift of um, a career and coming out on the other side, I could mm. never have planned what I get to do today. Mm. But yet life knew. And life knew that I needed these things and these people and these experiences to be able to bring my highest energy and zone of excellence and genius to this space now. And, and I think that's something authors get the beautiful privilege of doing. You know, we, a lot of us are reflecting back to help people move forward. 
hundred percent, hundred percent. And now I just think that there's just a, a really big opportunity of like taking that learning further, you yeah. know, beyond the book because of so many, yeah. you know, other ways that we not only take in the information, but how we get into action. Yes. With those things like, I, the biggest thing that I'm realizing right now is that only like only the things that I've really committed to and taken action on have like changed or got better or whatever. So um, it just really opens up a, you know, an opportunity that I think is there to share that, but then just take it further. So, um, and, and to me that does encompass marketing and encompasses how do we effectively and strategically get this out there um, but do it in a way that's not sleazy and that um, yes. that authors will be excited about because this is the topic that yeah. authors don't. They run they, from it. Yeah, they don't want to do it. And I get it, right? It's, but how, how, like, what is the shift that you think needs to happen? Like, what's broken and what they're seeing? Yeah, no, I'm glad you asked. So I did, um, I host a podcast myself and I was doing some bulk podcast editing over the weekend. And there was mm-hmm. something I noticed sometimes just so y'all know, authors out there, people like you and I don't always have the answers. And sometimes we work through it and yeah, then the answer yeah. pops up and we're like, yeah. oh my gosh, that's the why that happened to me this weekend. So two things, first of all, a couple of months ago, I had an author, we had a, had a discovery call with an author and she said something. And I thought, no way, you're lying. And she's like, no, this is true. She said, Stephanie, I would rather clean toilets than market my book. And I looked at her, well, virtually, and I was like, no. And she's like, absolutely. (laughs) And of course, my first intuition or reaction is like, too bad you don't look close because I'll totally do a trade with you because I don't like cleaning toilets. And I love (laughs) it. You can do that and we'll like figure it out. But what I realized is like, I think because because I just think marketing is really fun. I don't realize how much so many authors don't. Yeah. Um, So I've started to dissect, dissect why? What is the why? And it's because I think we um, assume that marketing is in alignment with pushiness and ickiness and, and gotta buy and did it like we see it through the wrong lens. And this epiphany I had this weekend, uh, there's a podcast season that's about to launch and there's an episode on this. And the, the epiphany I had was that actually, if you break apart what marketing is and, and, and I'm going to one day rename the word marketing because I don't know what it is. I'm going to rename it because I don't <laughs> different. I don't know what it is, but something, the essence of marketing is merely connection. That is it. It is literally creating a connection or a conduit or a conversation or whatever. Now, I want people to, that are listening today, I want you to think of a couple things. Um, do Are there things that you get excited to know about? Like, what is it that you love to know? And I'll give you three of my favorites. Um, the first one is I homeschool my kiddos. And so I love curriculum sales. I know it's really stupid, but I do because I think school curriculum is cool and I want to know when it's on sale and I get pumped because I know. So every Tuesday, the curriculum we use sends me an email and I'm always like, yay. And I'm first thing in the morning, I'm looking through. Do I like any? Nope. Okay. I'll wait till next Tuesday. Mm-hmm. Um, there is a, there is a, uh, if you don't do this, you need to. There's a company that has the best, best bath bombs on the planet. Okay. Lush. Yes. Do you yeah. know Lush? Okay. I, I think so. Yeah. You think so. You have to. So. Like, I have to. Okay. When we're I done, you Google Lush and okay. you get a bath bomb. 
or anything, to be honest. Um, I, Noted. I stumbled upon it when I was looking for um, no chemical products for my skin. So they do. So, but it, okay, they do okay. everything from head to toe, like stuff. Okay. Okay. They only have one sale a year. That is it. One the day after Christmas and it's their Christmas stuff is 50% off. You have to like order immediately because the people who are lush fanatics, like go after it. That is it. Like one year I didn't get their email that reminded mm -hmm. me and I missed it. And I was like, pissed. Okay. So, <laughs> so when you look at those in retrospect, the reality is, is when they send me an email about their bath bombs. And when I hear about the weekly curriculum, that is marketing but I want it. And so if the company didn't market to me, there would be this expectation that I am going to go stumble upon their website on my own time and figure it out. And I don't have time for that. So yeah. I want that. So as authors, what I, what I really try to help um, authors kind of sink in and like rust in is they're the right people who need you and your book will want your message. Like will in their core, want it. Meaning they want to know when your next book is. Meaning they want to know when you're going and doing a speaking thing, or they want to know if you do a live. So they like they want, they mm -hmm. want to know when your sales are, they want it. And and we feel because we're so close to our books, like there's this underlying thing within us, like we're not good enough, or who would really want it? Or could people really find out like this is imposter? And let me tell you, any author out there, I've worked with authors all over the world. We all have it. Okay. So all of us deal with that behind the scenes. But the point of the matter is, is that yes, if you know your target niche, your target reader, and you're unapologetic on who that is, marketing allows you to open a conversation with the people who love what you bring to the table. And actually, to be completely honest, if you don't market, shame on you, because now you're holding value from them. So this that's this shift that I think we need to shift in seeing. We see marketing as, oh my word, if Target sends me one more sale, deal. Makes, well, maybe you're not Target, Target's Target. Right, right, right. Just opt out, no big deal. But we take it so personal because mm. our books are so personal. It doesn't have to be. It's just a door opener for a conversation and connection. That's it. That's true. And I, I think, too, maybe some people think mm -hmm. that they're overdoing it. <laughs> like, mm -hmm. is it possible to overdo the there connection? Is. Okay. There is. So here's a tip on that. Um, I always tell people to give value first. Tr don't ever try to go out and sell anything. Um, you won't sell anything. You know, I mean... You're going to try to sell things, but you're not going to sell the things. Um, but if you give value, you never have to sell. People want it. Uh, I do see a teetering of authors at times who get really pumped about the stuff that marketing can do. And they just take it to an nth degree when they're doing too much or they're, and, and what happens when that, when that happens, it's, it's when the shift comes that it's more about the me, less about you. Um, Another podcast I just edited, understanding there is a difference between a writer and an author. And I think that's an important thing to kind of rest in at the moment. Um, when you think of a writer, I, I come from um, a background in working with the media. So, I mean, I'm thinking of journalists and, you know, right. people who are writing white papers or just writing things and your job. Like a writer is just literally focusing on, I got a message. Let's get the words out. Da, da, da. Mm -hmm. The author makes the pivot from it's not really about the words, it's about how the reader is gonna consume the words. Now, if you, 
you know, I always tell authors, there's, um, there's two really drafts of your book. The first draft you write for yourself and the second draft is the one you write for the reader, right? So you got to get it out, but then you have to sit back and like savor in this, the read, is this going to make the reader move forward? Anyone can publish a book, but like an author embraces what a book can do for the world. So I share that because I believe that when you understand that shift, that it's not about you, it's about them. That's, that's only, if you don't make that shift, that's when marketing becomes icky in the author world. When you do make that shift and you realize I am not going to send emails because I want you to come and look at my, look at my amazing video and this new book, like it, then that, that feels gross even to your target audience. But if you're Mm -hmm. always giving value and if you're always realizing that you picked the, the written word as a, tool to share your message because you have a reason to do it for the reader's perspective and you always lead with the reader, I really don't think there will be too much. I think you will be fine. I think it's when we, when we focus more on ourselves and less on the reader. That's powerful. I mean, the main thing that I just kind of hear and see over and over again is just the connection and allowing that to be just the the focal point. Um, Now, Shifting gears a little bit, um, I know that when books are published, uh, you know, from the PR perspective and publicity, um, you know, to be a bestseller or to be on a particular list or have uh, a a name, you know, that says you have, you know, reached this status uh, with your work. Um, I want you to speak to like how, like just your viewpoint on that. I know that I get a lot of, I get very, very mixed you know, conversations yep. about that all the time from it's something that you should definitely get. It's, you know, you pay for it. Um, and then on the other hand, what that means and mm-hmm. um, that it's just an algorithm that you're like, I just, I hear so much about yeah. that. So I'm so interested to hear like your perspective on just, you know, if that is something that's important um, yeah. and to go for. Girl, I got lots of ideas on this one. Um, <laughs> actually, this is the, the kernel that turned into popcorn for Empower. So the reason the business evolved to what it was is because when my book came out, it became an Amazon bestseller. People are like, how do you do that? I go, oh, well, I mean, I know my way. I'm happy to share how I've done it. Mm -hmm. And um, and that is one thing that actually is the main reason and the main way that we help authors. We do it and we help authors in lots of ways, but that is one. Uh, But let me, before I talk a little bit about that, let me dissect, is it important? And this goes back to the first thing I ask every author we get to work with, because it tells so much, is why are you writing a book? Your why, I um, and if you want more on this, I have a whole um, blog on this on the website. I swear it's like I planned this, but I didn't. But it's like, <laughs> this is important. I said, your why dictates how you market. We live in a world of shiny new objects. Marketing is one of them. And mm-hmm. even I have what my friend calls the beagle syndrome, which is like, go here, go here. Should I do, you know, all these things, right? Yeah. You don't have to, if you know your why. So mm-hmm. if you know what your why is, if becoming a bestseller of some, in some form or fashion may or may not be important to it. Okay. Um, my why was to make a difference uh, with one person. I know that sounds really silly, but it was, I, I wrote my book and I'm like, if I can make a difference with one person, like I'm solid, mic drop, I'm happy. The world is good. Uh, and everything else is just an add to the, to it. But other people have different whys. It might be to form a business. It might be to get on big stages. It might be to, um, make a lot of money for several of those having a bestseller accolade can be a big value add and door opener, whether or not um, 
the mechanics of what a bestseller mean, the, the uh, credibility that a bestseller gives has the ability to open doors that not having that, mm. not that not having that would close them, but having it might open them quicker. Uh, but it may not be important, right? Like, so right, that's right, right. What's your wife. So the question on kind of the navigating the bestseller is what I like to call, um, and you'll, this is not going to surprise you after what we just talked about, but I've um, formulated what I call the, the author impact method. It is how we ensure that authors have ongoing momentum. Now, some, some authors might work with um, companies or publishers or PR um, experts who say, I can make you a bestseller. And that's great. But if you only focus on the bestseller, many times you become the bestseller and then sales and energy stops. Uh, I don't like that. I think yeah, if you're going to do yeah. bestseller, how can we how can we focus on a bestseller campaign that creates a ripple effect of momentum? So there are three steps that we navigate through that. The first one is we always focus on your platform. What is what's your author platform? Those are two words that create a phrase that confuses the heck out of everybody in this industry. <laughs> Uh, and at the core of it, an author platform is the conduit to be able to tell people on how they can purchase a book. That's really what that means. Oh, okay. okay. So, um, there's several different platforms and each platform is different to different authors based on who you're trying to reach. But for many that includes like a website, digital presence, a social media presence of some sort, a following of some sort, you know, so we help authors figure out that platform. The reason that's important is because how we work to become a bestseller in the Amazon space is by leveraging this. And, and I always go like this, like it's a little circle, second circle, big circle. So yeah. the middle circle is your platform. The second one is your uh, connection. So as I said, this is not going to surprise you because of what we just said. I believe that there are people you already know that know you, love you, trust you, believe you, want you to succeed, but don't know how in the world to help you. And I leverage, I help authors when they are about to launch a book, develop a, a kind of a street team, a launch team of sorts of these connections. And we give them everything that they need to help you succeed. And listen, these are warm leads. These are people who, who want to see that would probably buy your book. But if you didn't share with them guidance on how to help you do it in the right way, you're missing an opportunity. And so we leverage your connections first, because when you empower your connections, what happens is the third circle is the visibility strategy. The mm -hmm. third circle, what happens is your connections start talking. So like when you and I, I think when we chatted the first time, there were a couple books. I'm like, have you read this? Whatever. And you're like, oh yeah. And I'm writing it down. You would go buy those books. You're not going to go look mm -hmm. at reviews or yeah, analyze right, them. Right. Stephanie told you, you're like, I like Stephanie. She would tell me the right things. I'm going to buy them. That is what we want to do with your connections. You want your connections to support you and then tell people. And as mm -hmm. they tell people, those people become a part of your connection. And then they tell people. And those people, and so it starts to create this ripple. And then once that's happening organically, then you can jump over your connections to your visibility strategy. You can start leveraging other people's platforms to bring new people in. When you do that, that is actually where most authors want to go first. So most authors I talk to, they're like, oh, I want to do the podcast tour and I'm going to do a blog tour. I mean, can you get me on the media? And da, da, da. Mm. Well, yes. But let me tell you, those approaches are trying to convert a cold lead. And cold lead conversions take longer than warm lead conversions. So I always like to start with the people that we're connected to first, who know, love you, trust you, believe in you, and want you to succeed. Let's help them do that. And then while they're out there helping you, 
then you can bring more people into that into that and embrace them and create that value given structure first and and then they become loyalists for life totally and that the, the, even just like that visual that you just gave of starting from this very core place and then extending out before you even get to you know other people that don't that you don't know yet, you can start with really where you are. And mm -hmm. it seems like that can cover the basis for really any author like to it be does. set up for success. As long it as, does. you know, as long as the message yeah. they're, they're conveying is, is, mm -hmm. is on point and they're excited about it and willing to, to put in the work. I mean, how much work, you know, cause that, that's, that's the reason too, that people will think, Oh, like, yeah, that'll be good, but it's a lot of work. Um, yeah. Well, writing you, a book is a lot of work. It sure is. So <laughs> like you already <laughs> right? Like if you're gonna write a book, write, um, make a promise to me that you're not gonna like. Don't stop there. Like writing is half the battle. Okay, and authors think that is the whole battle, yeah. and they stop. And they're like, oh, the book is gonna sell itself. I just recently chatted with someone who goes, I just spent all this money, and I had somebody give me do some research for keywords, and it's gonna be great. And I'm like. Okay, um, that's wonderful. Many books are published on the daily. Like, do you know what the competition looks like? Do you realize that your categories and keywords, like they help you, but that is not, like books don't sell themselves. I'm so sorry. Unless you are like super famous and even they are investing, right? Like books don't sell themselves. So my, my ask is for the authors to, that are listening today or beyond, um, make that promise to yourself. Like if you've invested years, like it took me five years to write book number one, number two, it took me one day, but that's a story for another day. You get, you know, <laughs> get all excited. Um, but the point of the matter is, is you spend all this time, like you, like you are now not paying respect to the value that you're giving to people. If you don't take it to the next level, the other thing you mentioned time, the other thing I wanted to acknowledge is I, um, I believe in the rat race of marketing that the tortoise will always win over the hare. I would much rather you author be slow and methodical and do it with purpose and the slow and steady wins the race. Um, many people will um, go kaput and get tired, <laughs> you know, and give up. And the consistency with the slow and steady will help in the long run. Um, you know, I always think of it like, like climbing a mountain. Mm -hmm. You're standing at the bottom of the mountain and you look up. It's got, when my book came out, someone asked me and this analogy came to my mind. She goes, Stephanie, if you knew how much it would take to get where you were, would you do it? And I said, absolutely not. <laughs> And he's like, really? I'm like, nope, would never do it. I said, I'm glad I didn't know, right? Yeah. And I'm glad and I'm glad I've done it. But he said, How did you do it? I said, you know, because I didn't know how much it would take to get to the top of the mountain, I didn't always look at the top of the mountain. Instead, I watched my feet and I just kept stepping. Mm. I feel like um when authors get overwhelmed with all of this stuff, they're at this teetering point of the mountain climb that if they just kept moving and I'm not saying it has to be big, but you just didn't stop one day. You will be rolling down like on a, on a, um, on a sled down the mountain and enjoy the other side. And then you'll like having kids forget the pain and you'll do it again. Right. So it is, I really think you focus on movement. Now, what does, what is that movement and how much time do you give to that movement and all this stuff that only an author can make that determination. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Uh, you know, of course I, 
uh, the Empower PR group has um, a guardrail to help you get up the mountain that keeps you in lane, but has flexibility for your own flexibility. But that doesn't mean there's only one way to get from point A to point B. There's a lot. And if you ever come across a marketing agency or a book marketing agency that says, this is the only roadmap, I want you to like run the other way because it's not true. Mm -hmm. There is, every author is different. Now there's like, you know, a, a plan of tip, like I just shared with my three circles, right? Like this is the methodical process, but how you do it can be unique. I do say though, if I were to like reflect on the things people, like the oopses, like the things that when authors come to me, I'm like, oh man, we probably should have done that. It's this platform work that people overlook. Um, and when I talk about that, there it pains me, it pains me to see like really poorly done digital presence experiences. I'm not saying you have to spend a ton of money, but I want you to make sure you have clarity on your message. I want you to have clarity on your brand. And let me just add, you are your brand, not your book. So like the author brand, Imagine when you write books two, three, and four, if you branded yourself connected to a book, you don't, you don't give yourself that flexibility. But this consistency and messaging that's broken amongst their website and social and everywhere in between, because people will Google you. They will Google you. And when they Google you, that's when they're like, this it's what, what, um, what some experts call permission marketing or inbound marketing. They're evaluating if you are quality and if you're, you know, whatever in alignment. And if they see that, then there's this automatic trust that's created. So I don't want you to miss that. And I know you will appreciate that as somebody who creates beautiful videos, right? Like you are creating an experience that is in alignment with the type of quality and value that the author should be bringing to the world. Yeah. Yeah. And speaking of, cause I, I, I love how intentional and process oriented it is. And no matter where you are, like these are foundational um, pieces that are necessary to success. Um, and then, you know, and what you're saying uh, to make extensions of your book to let's say, think further down the path, like how do you, uh, you know, what, what's some of the, the advice that you give um, when yeah. thinking about creating sort of those next steps? Because I consider what we do to be one of those next steps. It is. Um, and, and in some cases it plays as a really good in between, between your one-to-one -one time, mm -hmm. right? So, or, or to, it can be the indoctrination of your community, right? It could be so many things that, um, this can be utilized for. And so, yeah, I'm just curious, like speak to that in terms of, it, from a process standpoint, how soon are you thinking about that and, and, and laying that out strategically? Absolutely. Well, so a couple of caveats. First of all, most of the people that we work with are nonfiction authors yeah. and that's intentional. Um, and I would suspect that's probably yeah, your target audience too. Yeah. Uh, it's intentional in my world because a nonfiction author tends to come to the, uh, come to the place of realizing that their book is a great way to share a, a message, but that it could be a door opener to something more. Um, and actually, even though they may not inherently know that quickly, the moment that the book is published, they go, oh, crap, I got to figure this out because <laughs> I always say that, and you read it in the bio, right? That we help writers, authors, and authorpreneurs. Well, the moment you publish a book, you are starting a business. Like it has happened. Even if it's a business of selling books, you got to deal with sales tax and stuff, right? <laughs> like you've got to deal with a business and many authors are not equipped for that. That said, 
In the nonfiction space, if somebody reads your book and falls in love with it, many of them are like, I don't want to be done. What's, what is next? And so I help authors really reflect on how can the people lift the message from the book and invite it into their lives. And there's many ways you can do that. Um, a lot of the authors that we work with tend to kind of fall in these buckets, either become a speaker. That is a, uh, a, a big value, especially if you have a very focused message that changes people and companies and professionals and all these things, right? Like it can be can be very valuable to give to the world. Mm -hmm. uh, others jump into the coaching or consulting work quickly. Uh, there are some who also create other programs and services from it. I see what you do as a beautiful value add where um, some people call it passive income, although I don't think any income is passive. So let's just be real and like yes, yes. open the curtain on that one. But yeah, like the, this opportunity where there's only one of you. And so there becomes this shift of a one-to-one -to, -one to a one-to-many. The book allows you to be a one-to-many. Then the coaching and consulting many times are one-to-one. -one. Even if you try to get in group coaching, mm -hmm. um, there's still a one-to-one. -one. But yeah. what the types of tools that you provide allow again for that one-to-many. And that's how we can make the biggest reach and help more people. Yeah. So I always encourage authors to really reflect on how can you like squeeze the goodness out of this book and and also keep in mind, everybody consumes information differently. So some people will read the book and love it. Some people will need that, but will, but hate reading. Some people will read the book, want more. And if you don't have it, they'll go looking elsewhere. So there's like all these places. Um, what I haven't shared with you is I formed a business before Empower was born and before I wrote a book, it was a wreath making business. I don't know if I told you any of this. Totally <laughs> random, um, but it was my seed money for my for my book but okay. business, the book world. Well, I started doing workshops with this wreath business. So I made wreaths and that was all fun. And I started doing workshops. And a lady at the at the at Hobby Lobby where I was doing my workshops said to me one day, "Aren't you worried about somebody like stealing your process and?" not being and like won't need you anymore. And I'm like, oh my gosh, I kind of like laugh. I'm like, first of all, you can buy a wreath anywhere. Yes. So like, I know that. I also know that you can't buy my wreath anywhere, but you can buy a wreath anywhere. Uh, but the other thing I'm like, actually, every niche has at least two sub niches. Uh, and I identified within my wreath business that there's people who value time over money and people who value money over time. The people who value money over time will, I don't know, is, who will come to my workshops because they are willing to like pour in the time to learn something. They will learn it. They want it. And then they will embrace it and do it. Well, those people would never have bought a wreath from me. Right, right, right. right? But the people who buy wreaths from me value their time over their money and they will invest in it because their time is precious. I think that's the same way as what we consider in a book. You know, as authors, we're actually asking people to make two financial investments, a time investment to read the book and a financial investment to buy the book. Well, not every person, they might buy the book and it sits on the bookshelf. They don't spend the eight to 10 hours to read it, but maybe they need the message. And what happens if you have an offering that speaks to a need of a part of some niche of your niche? And that's where I think it's important to to start to realize you can actually create a business from this that's profitable, that that fills you up and fills other people up. 
It's that is so so good, and I'm I'm really actually inspired and excited to see how authors are just doing it differently and how they're you know thinking like like just ahead like a chess master or something, right? Yeah. Um, but just in terms of creating a you know creating a path for the reader and thinking about their next step, or even in some cases because they're so connected, um, they are hearing the next book, right? And then the yeah. next journey for them. So it's really exciting. Like one of our um, one of our authors, he's actually releasing his book solely to his community. Um, yes. <laughs> and it's it's just it's powerful. So I'm I'm curious from your standpoint, um, uh, what what are you inspired by right now in terms of like just seeing innovative waves that mm. from an authorpreneur standpoint, they are really just you know constructing something that is like like a piece of art almost like i mean is there anyone oh that's like no more it's funny you say that because when my husband knows this about me after i read a book and i read every book of every author we work with yeah, because yeah same here. outside of, right like outside of the fact it makes me Help, better help them. I see it as a like true honor to like be poured into and it helps me be a better human. Yes. Right? Like I just, yeah. I mean, of course, that's why we go in this industry. I'm like, I just love everything about it. Um, but I, when I finish a book, my husband knows if I love it. Cause I'm like, it was like poetry, like, or it was art, like just the construction of it was beautiful. But what I love really is seeing what authors do with it. Mm. Like, like I love the book but I love how the book changes people. It changes people. I, uh, I share with a lot of people that I think books build bridges and break down walls. Mm -hmm. And anytime that I can see an author embrace that, it makes, um, it is empowering to me. I recently had a VAP day with an author who has written a book about, uh, and I'll use her as an example for this, has written a book that will be coming out in the next couple months about unhiding. Okay. And she shares something that is so vulnerable. She was born missing a part of her hand, really most of her hand. Um, and her whole life she did that. And she was able to hide it in a way that nobody, you know, yeah, yeah. questioned. But she talks about how to unhide. And when I read her book, this is this is the powerful stuff I see. Uh, I, I love when people see their experience as an opportunity to create conversation and help people think about things that they've never thought about. I read her book and, and, and she knows I come from a place of good. And so when we had a discussion, I said, Oh my gosh, I didn't know what ableism was. I really didn't. I didn't realize that as someone who I see myself as very inclusive and open-minded mm -hmm. and loving of people, mm -hmm. there's still things I can do to be better. Like, thank you. Like you've given me a gift. You also helped me uncover or uncover things about me that I hide. Right. Like, so in sharing and being vul the vulnerability element of it, 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 it does it in a way. That's why I say they build bridges, break down walls. It does it in a non-threatening way where I can get to that point with myself on my own time without being a conversation and being uncomfortable. Mm -hmm. I can soak it in and think about things along the way. So a book can do that. But what I also love, and, and I listened, for instance, to like a TED talk from an author yesterday that was talking about stuff. And I just see the different ways people are sharing their message yeah. that inspires me. Some of the innovative things that I love are people like your author who are writing books and not sharing it. So like book number yeah. three for me is that, 
it's a part of my community. You can't get it unless you're part of this program that I do. That, wow. Right? Wow. Um, wow. Another cool thing is actually podcasts. So did you know you can create podcasts and you can host them on a hidden podcast platform that only your community can get? And or what if that is baked into your book? with like a QR code and then it unlocks a different journey that helps people who want to hear it. Like, see, I get pumped about all yes. that stuff. Yes. All that stuff because and I'm like, I just want to produce it. <laughs> I know, right? I know, that's awesome. It is. Well, and you're in your zone of genius and that's yeah. it. They, and that, that's, I guess, another tip. Many authors, especially in the beginning, feel like they want to learn and do it all. And you can, maybe you have to because of your budget or maybe you have to because of where you're at. But the reality is, is know what you do really well and then get inspired and allow other people that do things really, really well to come in and help you so that you can still do you really, really well. Yeah. <laughs> um, and, yeah. And trust in that process. Like you wanting to just jump in and edit, like that makes my head want to spin. Like I don't want to do <laughs> I will clean toilets if we're doing that, right? <laughs> but you love it. And you yeah. know it, right? And so yeah. I don't have to know it. I just have to know the right person who can help me in that journey. Absolutely, absolutely. Yeah, it's it's definitely our lane. It's uh, just the education hat, and then the from a from a you know curriculum standpoint, like school teaching, in a way that from how I saw it, just seeing the broken pieces and trying to fill it in the classroom, and then now applying it with production. It's like it's brilliant. It's it's so much fun. So, um, but anyway, I I I I'm I'm so in love with what you're saying. I want to be sensitive to time as well because. <laughs> Uh, we could talk for a long time, uh, we sure could. but we'll just think, schedule another one. <laughs> yes, hundred percent. And I think, you know, when I think about, um, as we start to wrap this up, like you have a, someone can have a book and of course, you know, it's like this conversation can really go on as long and as, as many formats and in different, different ways as, as, as you want, or, you know, it just becomes that starting place where you can just expound into different things. So I'm curious uh, in what you see down the path for the publishing space, for um, how things are changing, given what we've talked about as well with how expansive it is just from one from one text, you know, from one manuscript. Um, to me, I see it like how scripts can become movies. Yeah. Now for nonfiction work, there's a whole plethora online of experiences, access, mm -hmm. um, community, um, so many things that are building. So I, you know, I, I definitely see some excitement. There might be some concerns too when you yeah. think about the future because I, I've watched Black Mirror and sometimes not every good idea is like a good <laughs> idea, right? But anyway, yeah. I'm just, but yeah. it's a kernel, right? It's a kernel. Yeah. I mean, it's yeah. So yeah, what what are your thoughts when you look on the, the you know the future ahead in this space? Well, I think um, as with, if you look at technology and how quickly technology grows exponentially, uh, the world of marketing feels that way too. And mm. I get nervous and uncomfortable when authors look at that and feel like the way to make an impact is connected with growth. So I want to like, like, let's sit in that for a minute because I don't think that that has to be the way. And the feeling of massive growth is what immobilizes people and is mm. what is terrifying. Mm. I think instead, if we focus on the connection, the growth will happen. So I had an, I had an author the other day come to me and say, oh my gosh, I, I, I only have an email list of 100 and uh, like, what am I going to do? And I'm like, whoa, are the days, gone are the days of massive email lists. Yeah. Don't worry about that. Yeah. Really? Don't worry about that. Like, 
if you have a ma- just because you have a massive email list does not mean you have the right people on the list. Mm-hmm. I said you would be surprised to know that I am very methodical on how I grow my email list and mine is tight and action packed within it. And that means I have high conversion. I have a high open and high interest because I don't let people just get on my email list. There's a process to get on it, right? Like there's a process because I want the right people. Um, I think, I think that the, my worry in the industry is the fact that publishing is very easily accessible, which is amazing and also terrifying. It I is amazing. like 4,000 I think I've seen 4,000 something of manuscripts or whatever are published a day or something. It's insane. It's beautiful because we do all have a story and we do all have a story that the world needs to hear. I'm probably an anomaly when I say, I don't think everyone should write a book. Um, I don't think that writing a book is the only way to share your story. I think it's the right way for certain people and certain audiences, Mm. but because anybody can write a book, my worry is this, this loss of, that shift of the two manuscripts, right? Like the first first draft you write for you and the second draft you write for your reader. It, it pains me. Just because you can publish a book doesn't mean it's time or you should. And so I really wanna encourage people to sit back and think, do, you know, am I, who am I helping? What is my goal? What's my why? And then if it is to sell books or to build and grow a business or to make a direct impact, you really need to write a marketable book. And that is different. That is, that is, that is an evolution of manuscript one to manuscript two. Um, and that is not, that is not something that many, um, not every author sits back and choose on. So I think, you know, this feeling of, oh my gosh, I have to do all the things and marketing continues to evolve. You know, like I had someone the other day, I'm like, I need to be on TikTok. I'm like, do you? I mean, maybe, like maybe, but right. do you? Like, I, I don't know that you have to. I don't, and we live in a culture where we feel like we have to do all the things. Yeah, a lot and of I, pressure. And we, right, there's pressure and all the things. And let me be like your calming voice when I say you don't. do. If you do the right things, and if you're focused very intently on a handful of the right things, mm-hmm it'll work. Your book will sell. Yeah. Your message, you will leave an impact. You'll make a difference. You will build a business, all of that. And I'm proof of it. Right. And that's how, that's how we tackle things because, you know, empowerment is really a part of our DNA, but it's not just empowering authors. It's helping authors empower others. And then when you empower others, you have to step away from, well, I need to sell 10,000 books. Do you, I mean, maybe, maybe, but do you, right? Mm -hmm. Like, Focus on what is the transformational element you're doing and build it upon that. Then, then it will other, then the rest of it will fall in. Yeah. And to start with connection from there. Start with connection. Yes. Absolutely. You want to be memorable. You want to stick out in this sea of chaos in the publishing industry and the mark in the author world. Like, so how do you stick out? You're the people that like, still send thank you notes. I'm not saying you send it to your, um, all your readers, but think about it. Like mm-hmm. how many people send thank you notes nowadays? Very few. Very right? few. Like, be the person that sticks out, that is memorable. And then you create these loyalists, these super fans who are your ride or dies and they will help you. They become a street army of people that say this message is important and don't go anywhere else. You need this. hundred percent. That ripple effect happens and momentum happens. And then, then you have too much stuff and you 
you know, I have to write more books and life just continues to evolve. <laughs> I love it. I love it. This is such a good, we definitely have to do a part two. I would totally it. have to do a part two. Um, just so much to just dig into and share. It's so valuable. Uh, so I'm so thankful for you being here. I want to open up any like last parting words that you have before we, uh, before we close out. And of course, where people can find you if they're interested in more, because I know you're doing some exciting stuff and helping authors, like you mentioned. So um, feel free to share that as well. And then I'll ask you one last like quick question and then, okay. and then we'll be good. Okay. So my parting thought is an analogy that uh, has become very um, sticky in the space of people who know me. So if you've heard me before, you're like, oh, I know what Stephanie's going to say, but I'm going to share it in case you didn't. The best advice I got when I was publishing my book was um, kind of a last minute kind of off the cuff advice that has become a cornerstone of how I see books. And that is your book is not a banana, which I know is the weirdest, like one line sentence, but it's true. And it's a, it's me giving, it's a way I can give permission to an author to take a deep breath. Your book is not a banana. It's not going to sit on your counter and go bad in three days. Draw every disgusting gnat that you didn't know lived in your house to your bananas and go in your garbage and like make your house stinky. It will not do it. Your book has life and you get the choice to breathe into it when you can and when you want to. I don't believe that books have a shelf life. I really don't. I think if you have a message to share when if life gets crazy and you can't touch it, that's okay. You can always come back to it. So I share this with authors because it's my permission to you to take a breath, to not get hung up on the rat race and hamster wheel, to sink in and know that, you know, you can't eat your book and it's not going to draw banana, draw mats, right? It is full of goodness. And when you're ready to breathe into it, you can. And that could be today and that could be in a couple years and just know that. Uh, the other way that you can connect with me is empowerprgroup.com is our website. We have a lot of stuff on there for authors. That is how you can get on our email list. So on our homepage, you can go there. We offer a free monthly workshop every month that only people on our email list get access to. So join our email list. You can join there. Every Tuesday, we also drop a new episode of the Empowered Author Podcast, which is really meant to be a gift for me to share marketing knowledge with authors, book marketing knowledge with authors. And uh, it's a fun way to, for us to virtually sit down and have a chai tea together. And, uh, and sometimes we'll bring in really amazing experts and we'll talk deep, deep, deep into book marketing. So I always say, suck in that goodness too. Uh, and every Wednesday at 1130, I also do a LinkedIn Live uh, where we answer author questions. So join. So we have, of course, programs and services to help authors get it done if they need it or get access to it if they need it. But if you are just wanting to savor in being the tortoise and eat your banana alongside, like take advantage of the free, valuable resources we provide. And you can get all of that if you go to empowerprgroup.com. Beautiful. All that is going to be in the show notes, a link to, to Stephanie and all the incredible stuff that you're uh, hearing today. You have to go to this website and you must connect, join her list um, and dig into what she's doing. Because as you can see from this conversation, it's powerful. I want more because uh, yeah. I would love to invite you back. This is so good. Um, I'm the last question that I always like to ask. And um, again, having you here is so great. So the question I ask everyone is like, what is your one word? Like, cause I, I know we're like word people, but like your one word that is Stephanie's message to the world. 
Um, that can be mm. a noun, could be a verb, could be, I don't know, would it be an adverb? Never mind, that is oh. one word. Anyway, what would be your one word? Oh my gosh, like, so if you learned after our chitty chat today, or if you're reading my books, I am a woman who um, has too many words. So <laughs> chiseling it down to one, I'm navigating between so many. Uh, I have three, so I'll tell you the first two, but I won't dig on them and I'll go into the third. Of course, empower, because that's yes. like a part of me. Impact, if you um, ever look at any of our stuff, I actually spell it with the E-M-P-A-C-T. Yes, yes because it's a reminder that authors get to make an impact, not just any impact, but an empowered impact. But that's another, that's not my word. Um, the word is something, a word that I actually uncovered a couple of years ago. When, I pick a word every year. Do you do this? Do you have a word of the sometimes. year? Sometimes, I go every other year. <laughs> okay, well it's good because sometimes you need more than a year to like navigate it. Um, yeah. My word this year is not the word I'm sharing, but a couple of years ago, the word that came to me was try. Mm. And the reason I like that word was it as a reminder to me that progress in life doesn't come by sitting in the noun, it comes by embracing the action. And so a verb in like, like live your life in verbs, be a collector of verbs, not a collector of nouns. And try to me as a reminder that it's that single step. If you just try, like wh I, what's the worst that could happen? That is something I always say, what's the worst that could happen? It didn't work out. All right, well, that's okay. We chalk it up as learning and we grow from it. But if you are try if you try, that means you are like taking a step, sometimes in uncomfortability and in the unknown. And weirdly enough, if you just keep trying, you will look back and go, Oh my gosh, like look how far I have come and look how many people I can help and look at what I'm doing and mm -hmm. you can kind of savor in the beauty of what of what your bigger purposes in this life. Yeah, wow. So beautiful, try. I feel like I, that, that should be like a shirt. Like you should totally like, yeah, like in that, in italics or something. That's how I saw it. Try I love that. it right there. It would be really cool. Okay, done, check. Challenge <laughs> accepted. Yes. <laughs> uh, so, so good. Stephanie, thank you so much. And uh, again, I just acknowledge the work that you're doing, how you're just paving the way through, you know, what, what drives you and, uh, you know, how you want to just be of service. I think it's, I think it's awesome. Thank you. So, thank and thanks you. for having me. This has yes. been so fun. Yes, yes, yes. And for those listening, thanks again for tuning in. These, these conversations, they just jazz me. I really could do them like all day. Um, so I'm excited that you're here and just want to make you aware as well at, at the author's leverage. Um, part of what Stephanie talked about is really creating that learning experience. And for those that are on the fence, you're not sure if that even makes sense for you. I've developed a quiz, really, really short, looks at your book and your idea from a lot of different angles. So you can just have another, like a, just an affirmation, if you will, some more validation on your idea about if this makes sense and it might not. So that's why I created it. Um, so you can check that out at theauthorsleverage.com. And thanks again. I'm so excited for what's happening. Uh, stay in touch for more conversations like this. Uh, and thanks again to Stephanie for being here, girl. You're the bomb.com. And we're connecting again for sure. So uh, thanks again. Thanks for tuning in to this episode of The Author's Leverage. You can subscribe to wherever you listen to your podcast. Hey, do me a favor. If you found this helpful, leave us a review and share this episode with someone it could help along their journey. To check out more resources, visit theauthorsleverage.com. Thanks again for tuning in. Until next time, 